What's up, guys? Nothing much. What are you doing? Who is eating chips? Yeah, what are you fat bastards? Someone was eating chips. Oh, shit. It was me. My bad. You oh, fat he? bastard. <laughs> so, hey, real quick. Real quick. Let me let me have the mic. Oh. Do a couple shout-outs here. Shout-out to our number one fan, Mr. Randy. And did you know it's his mom's birthday, Miss Debbie Ravioli? It's her birthday tonight. <laughs> I don't know how old she is, but Randy Ravioli's mom's birthday. So, Feliz Cumpleaños. Let's uh, pause and uh, let's take a moment and thank our sponsors for bringing you guys this fantastic show every Friday, same time, same place. Moment of silence. Roll the the commercial we got there, Adam. Thank you so much for sponsoring us, Big Doug's Butt Cream. (laughs) Actually, we're sponsored by HVACR Videos merch website. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Who discussed that? I I didn't know anything about this. But if I brought it up, you can't deny it in live air. I yeah, can't be associated a, uh, with this. This is not good. We had a merchandise meeting right before this to figure what the split's going to be. Oh, yeah, 90, 90% for me, Chris right? This is a little greedy. We're still working yeah. on the term. <laughs> yeah, we're over here like trying to slice one slice of bread amongst us all. Just like when they're trying to get somebody on a team, right? It's 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 Chris, guys. It's Chris. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't want to give in. So what are you going to do? He's, yep. he's what you call not a team player. Yeah. I, I, I've been meaning you know. to tell you guys this. This just, just isn't working out. So I'm going <laughs> to need know. to go ahead and separate myself. You guys aren't meeting my expectations. You know, I told you guys we needed to have some more viewers, and the numbers just hey, haven't wait. been there. So hey, we, we still got to get to the weather report and <laughs> traffic. The traffic is horrible out there. I-96 is backed up clear out to Middle Belt. Mm. It's, it's madness out there. There's no 96 in California. Maybe there's no 96. Is there a 69? No, there's Probably. a 60, the yeah, 60, the 15, the 91, the 405, the 22. 69 runs right by your house. No, doesn't. Cool. 60 and the 10 are by my house and the 15. No. I don't get you. Don't get <laughs> Pineapple pool party 69 joke. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. I like. What are you guys up to this week? Guys, you anything cool? Anything fun happen? I just got a service call. That's 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 how that goes, you know. Like just now, like just, just somebody like, just submitted it. Just now, walk-in freezer service called that way. Why is it? Why Cheers. is it like every Friday, almost every Friday at night, man? I swear to God, your customers are the dumbest people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's been down since two o'clock Wednesday. Well, probably, probably so. You know, like, I, got... I don't know. We just thought it would come back and fix itself. We unplugged it and plugged <laughs> it back in. This is my apprentice's first um, on-call weekend too. So, snap. Have him call you live on air. Live. Support. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna call Do you. You know it, what, which is fine. Yeah. I'm I'm Do giving it. him a half hour head start, so I'll give him a half hour. Let him get there. He'll give me a call. I'll figure out what's going on. Hopefully, it's just iced up. He can de-ice things. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh man, you gotta do it live. I want to talk to him. No, I can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Can't throw my guy under the bus. You know, it's a big. Neil bus. says, "Tell him to shut the door." Yeah, I, I hope it's that easy, right? Shut the front door. It's not gonna be that easy. It's gonna be iced up with seven inches of ice on both sides yeah. of the foil, and it's gonna have a steak knife through it because they tried to defrost it themselves. No, uh, uh what's it called? Tenderizer. Yeah. Yeah, a tenderizer just beat the shit out of that coil. So one of you guys told me that. Um, Pretty much. I better stop talking because I'm gonna get cursed with the worst outcome. It's gonna period. be another compressor changeout. That's what yeah, it always exactly. is. Friday That's night compressor changeout or yeah. or weekends. Yeah. That's my life. Fridays and weekends. We've been resetting the breaker for three days. It, it just keeps tripping instantly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, and that's what it's like. You know, I mean, a lot of you guys that do commercial, I don't know how many of you guys watch and uh, do actual like commercial industrial sort of stuff, but the restaurant side of commercial, 
it's like a whole different animal man like not making fun of restaurant managers but they are not technically inclined mechanically inclined you know they no. just they just see it like like chris said we just kept resetting the breaker that was gonna be yeah. fine i i say we bring our guest in right now because he could probably have some uh good insight into who's, this who's our guest this week uh i thought we had a guest do we not have a guest do we have I a guest know. we had one I don't know. Oh shit! We it's do have a Brett. guest. It's Brett Pretzel from the Advanced Refrigeration Podcast. What's going on, guys? Nothing much, hey, man. If you guys didn't know, this guy right here, Mr. Brett Pretzel, he is from the Advanced <laughs> Refrigeration Podcast. And if you guys don't know that podcast, you need to go wait, 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 wait. One sec. I'm going to interrupt popular. you. Did we negotiate the terms of how much Brett's going to pay us to say his podcast name? <laughs> mm, good he's point. Me, he's sending me a t-shirt. That's all I know. That's all I care about. We work okay. on a t-shirt. All right. So we're going to put him on the spot. 500 bucks. We're going to mention your name once. That's it. Only yeah. once and only once. <laughs> no. But you're getting 500 bucks. I'm just getting a t-shirt. Well, that's your fucking problem. I'm I'm putting Brett on the spot, just like you guys tried to put me on the be spot. A nice see? t-shirt with a nice. I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and, and read my magazine then. Oh, hold on. Mm. Oh, I wonder who was on 40, that magazine. 40, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here and read my magazine there, right here, bud. So oh, I'm in the battle oh, last year. That was last year when when COVID, you know. So they, they it was few and far between who they. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, I wish I had some way to be pompous. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't if you guys don't know what we're talking about brett and i are joking around uh the news magazine does the top 40 under 40 technicians uh every year and i was lucky enough to make last year and then i got bumped out of my spot because there was this new up-and-coming podcast and so brett and his friend made it this yeah. year you know <laughs> no no it's pretty cool though they got a lot of cool industry professionals on there it's really neat that they actually take the time to recognize people and stuff so it's a pretty neat little honor to make it so. Mm -hmm. speaking of recognizing people brett your podcast is doing pretty well yeah um we're this week i think we're gonna hit about thirty thousand downloads uh since it's been i think seven months since we started it and uh 70 different countries that's crazy like uh, you know like i said we started this on thing on a whim you know just to you know put out information it's just it's it's blew up it's insane yeah i'm yeah, extremely humbled you know to to you know be able to just to share information with everybody you know now, let's point out that we had Brett on the show long, long time ago. Like I think back when he was the janitor for the company, and yeah. then he got that overtime bump, and now, boom! Look at him. World, <laughs> his world has changed. Yep. He was homeless. He was yep. stealing stuff from Home Depot. He said, came on the, yeah, he came on the overtime show, and then like two weeks later, people are calling him like, "Brett, you got to do this for us. You were on the overtime show." It's, I mean, so well, I got I got the bump when I when I did the podcast with Mike Rowe. That's what happened. Oh, that's it. Brett's name dropping all over the place. Oh, everybody was jealous because you know Brett got invited to be on a panel where Mike Rowe was on there, and we were all jealous about that. That's true. Was that pretty cool? Yeah, absolutely. So what happened was they were they when they originally asked me to be on it, um, they they just said we're trying to get a Mike Rowe s type person. I was like, oh, cool. You know, whatever. Just you know, I'll I'll be on it for for sure. It was about education, um, and. A couple weeks later, I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, and I was like, "Damn, they did get, they did get row." I was like, "That's amazing!" So, you know, I was, I was, you know, it's just awesome to be on there. You know what I mean? Did you that get is really neat. directly to him? What's that? Did you talk directly to him? Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, basically, we were talking about the importance of education and how, like, a lot of companies now, they unfortunately they look at uh, education as an expense rather mm -hmm. than an investment. Yeah, um, exactly. and, you know, that's one of the big reasons why there's such a, you know, shortage, shortage. of technicians, right? 
And they're like, we don't know why nobody wants to work for us. Or we don't know why our technicians are all idiots. Well, plus, you know, plus, you know, high school, you know, they, they push college nonstop, right? So you got to go to college, you got to go to college and where, you know, you can make more than, you know, it, you know, anyone that you went to high school with, you know, I mean, I'm making more now after I got my degree in arts. <laughs> Do you really have a degree in arts, Bill? No, although oh, okay. I was say. fun side story, I went to college for two years because I wanted to be a psychologist. And then I realized how depressing that is to listen to other people babble on about their problems. I'm like, I can't deal with that. I you would to... be an amazing shrink, dude. Your it's so hard. Like listening yeah. to you guys babble on about your problems every week is hard <laughs> enough. Like if I had to do yeah, this uh, as a full time job, I don't know how you listen to me so your, much. Because my your, problems are ridiculous. Your, your dreams ended with that, and you became a uh, washer and dryer repairman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a real sidestep from that. Like <laughs> screw this, I'm gonna go fix washers. <laughs> Yeah. basically learning how to bypass the lid safety like just, just it stopped working just lift up the lid put the shim under there yep. pop two wires together your dryer will work i'll be there tomorrow <laughs> the door's going downhill safety. ever since <laughs> now before you guys were bringing up uh you know the difference between commercial and industrial and and fortunately like when usually when you work industrial there's so much redundancy with all their systems because there's hundreds of thousands of dollars you at stake where you know commercial and uh you know, and light commercial, you know, a restaurant and, and rack, it's, there's no redundancy. So if it's broken, it has to be fixed yesterday, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I'm, I'm light commercial. Like I, I think you might've heard, but I, I literally just got a service call right now and have to dispatch it. Luckily today was my, my apprentice's first day of being on call with me. So I told him I'd give him a half hour, 45 minute head start. So he's on it. He'll call me when he gets there and, you know, but and for me, it's usually dumb stuff because like Bill was saying in the beginning, I'm working on a walk-in freezer at a restaurant where they've probably been putting off calling for, and this has been happening a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, it's been broken for two days and we've been resetting the breaker. And it's like, so why do I have to come out now? Oh, oh but we need you now. And it's like, you know, no. and then you go out there and it's something dumb. Do they do that in the world of racks too, Brett? Like it it seems like, it's been warming all week and and finally friday night you know when you know everyone's stocking everything because so many people are shopping you know that's what basically does it same thing with you know uh, commercial restaurants right you know they, they don't really go in a lot during the week you know and then they get that, that dinner rush friday night and then forget it then it really you know starts going up mm -hmm. and tap and then that's why it's an emergency then so have you guys brett noticed um I've noticed this a lot big time with the whole shortage of employees in the restaurants and I'm sure supermarkets too. Have you noticed the service calls have gone through the roof for stupid stuff? Um, Mine is like, for instance, dude, I, I can't tell you how many iced up walk-in coolers and walk-in freezers I've been going to in the last six months where they're just leaving the doors open, you know? And then, no, we don't leave the doors open and I'm standing there in the box and the other day I walked in there and the restaurant manager, the lady that's in charge of the restaurant, she's standing in the walk-in with the door wide open. She's got a jacket on and she's freezing. And I'm like, Hey, you got to shut this door. And she's like, Oh, but it's so cold. And I'm like, what? that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, this, is, this is what you do. So when I was in Pennsylvania, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I had to drive all the way out to watch on New Jersey, which is probably a two and a half, three hour ride. And, um, you know, it was the same situation. So the following Monday, um, when I had to, when I went back, uh, I got the largest, the largest, loudest alarm that I could get, the most obnoxious <laughs> thing ever, and nice. just installed it on there. So basically, if the thing was open up, nice. you know, more, just more than five minutes, you know, just it's it's it going to be obnoxious. Close that damn door. Is it like a big red light too? Audio visual. Everything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the most obnoxious one I can get. See, that's what we need in the restaurant restaurant world, where just something like 
If I could have just a monitor hanging above a big red light that blinks and be like, your cooler has been over 45 degrees for two and a half hours, call for service, you stupid, stupid person. Well, fortunately enough, a lot of a lot of the rack stuff, um, you know, they always have uh, digital inputs actually seeing when the doors are actually open and shut. Um, so there's there's proof right there. But sometimes what they'll do is um, all the door switches are typically uh, magnetic or magnetic switch. So you'll see a lot of times you'll see a magnet right next to the damn door switch. So normally it would alarm after, you know, five minutes of being open, but they'll put that thing, they'll put that magnet on the switch to fake it out. So the door can be open for as long as humanly possible. And it doesn't matter because they got the magnet on there basically energizing the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, do you find, I missed the first part of that, but I caught the tail end of it. Do you find that um, door switches uh, have a lot of, uh, failures do you find like um you know false calls because of door switches and things no no see the 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 limited amount of door switches and like you know pump down switches that are wired to door switches and stuff like that that i've run into have just been problematic for us because they leave them open or sometimes some of our systems they'll have uh, integrated controls to where you know into the the ke2 or whatever controller you know it'll It'll look at the door switch for a half an hour, but then after a half an hour of it being open, it turns the system back on anyways because it thinks there's a fault. And then it's just like, yeah, but the door is still open, you know, or, or well, things like that. And- so that's why I said before, yeah, like I said, I, I had to drive three hours one night for a service call. Mm-hmm. And that following Monday, I put the loudest, most obnoxious oh, okay, gotcha. alarm alarm buzzer on there as possible. Because, yeah. you know, they're, they're you know, they're going to have it open. It's, if they're annoyed by something, they're going to do something about it. Right. So. So um, in my kitchens, I've done door alarms and then I'll go back and there's a piece of duct tape across the door enunciator. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Like, uh, dude. But but we've been running into problems where they're having to hire staff and this new staff isn't trained. The management isn't trained. And I, I kid you not, I'll go to a restaurant and this is a restaurant that's like, I'm not going to say the name, but they're way up. They're, they're a good chain, you know, but it's just they're having problems right now with management and employees and they won't notify people that the system's down and and they'll, I'll be talking to them. They're like, yeah, this breaker has been tripping for two days. And I'm like, you should have called me the first two hours. I'd have been here. Yeah, oh, we thought it was in defrost. Like oh. speaking in generalities, I think common sense is just kind of going to the wayside. I, I think it is. I think As the is. generations progress. What? I just read an article where, you know, they were saying there's there's a huge uh, brush of, you know, people just basically quitting. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. it's not only are they are they, you know, getting people that really don't want to work, but, you know, they just don't care. It's not their stuff. It's not their equipment. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That and one of the things I'm noticing, too, right now is, you know, they're right now restaurants and fast food are having to just really try hard and they're paying crazy money. It's like some places are paying $20 an hour to yeah. flip burgers. I it's see that even it. around here, which is crazy for my area. Well, but here's, 19 bucks an hour. But, but here's the, wow. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's not going to be for long. If people think that they did, they won, they won the fight because these restaurants are going to pay them $20 an hour. First off, $20 an hour isn't nothing anymore because of inflation and all that crap. Mm-hmm. But second, all these restaurants right now, they're investing in automation. They're replacing all those cooks with freaking machines that cook everything. So this is just a means to an end. They're just doing what they have to do to survive. So these people that think they won the fight, you didn't win the fight. You're going to lose your job in two years. You know, and it's like, yeah, you're going to get a quick buck, but then you're going to be out of work. That's right. Before it's... we get before we get to what Brett's doing now, I was going to ask you, Chris, is your employee calling you yet or what? Yeah, that, he just called me a minute ago. Just to let me know he was leaving and heading to the call. So he's not there yet. He's He's got a 45-minute drive there. There has so, been a little, a few changes, Brett. So why don't you just 
give us a little quick synopsis of what you're up to nowadays, like where you're doing, where you're yeah, like, what's your role in your company now? Yeah. So now I'm the manager of technical troubleshooting and training for the, for the whole company. So, uh, Coming up with curriculum, uh, I'm gonna start doing videos like this. But you know, basically hooking up a controller to the computer. So like when I share a screen, I could basically bring up uh, bring up like a some sort of controller. Uh, like I was playing around with the KE2, the evaporator uh, evaporator efficiency bit. controller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, was, I was trying to hook that up Bluetooth so, so I could actually see what was going on. Um, Sweet. And a lot of times, uh, I use uh, potentiometers. To basically simulate temperatures you know because it's a resistive load and yeah. you can do the same thing uh as long as you knew the range right so ke2 uses uh 2.2 k uh ohm re uh, resistors yeah. or uh, thermistors so basically i'll get like a 3k um you just got to make sure it's a b style because that the b style is linear there's two types of uh of potentiometers a and b b is linear so it, it gets a lot of smoother transition gotcha. so some of the controllers that i have that i've made trainers out of um you know, basically, you can see the electronic expansion valve operate um, and stuff like that. But wow. so I'm, I'm making stuff like that, uh, making videos uh, so I can show people like how to do stuff on the controllers, uh, testing out some new technology. Um, you know, I, now, real quick to butt in here, Brett, in in the rack world, which I don't know much about this rack world, but in the rack world, is there anything? Because it doesn't sound like there's anything like this that's been done before. I know guys have like put together like controllers, like actual physical controllers. But it sounds like you're taking that platform and just running with it. Is it yeah. uh, is that is that the case? You think? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we have we have some training facilities, but you know what we're starting to do now is uh, basically building trainers and putting them in like Pelican boxes. So if I need to ship it out, like if you know, let's just say someone needs training on a KE2 uh, out in Oklahoma, then basically I can make a trainer pack it up and just basically send the whole damn Pelican box, you know, and then they, they can learn on the controller. Um, uh, like I said, also testing out new technology. So what I was trying to show you guys before, uh, these are called real world glasses. Mm -hmm. um, basically there's a camera here. Um, so I, whoever's on the other, other line. So I can, so if someone's wearing this, I can be on the computer and actually via Microsoft teams, I can actually talk with them. And then there's an eyepiece down here and the eyepiece you can actually see, schematics and stuff so like let's just say i'm helping someone diagnose something um and they can't find the schematic i found it i send it to them and it basically looks the size of the tablet when you're actually looking in there Interesting. Um, they can take pictures uh, it's all voice command um i can uh, they can take pictures and then send it to whoever they're talking to on the other end um and we actually just did a test um where basically i had a meeting uh with somebody and went into a rack room and if anyone's ever been in a rack room they're loud as hell oh, yeah. that's why I'm, that's why i'm deaf and so basically, um, you know, it has excellent noise canceling. That's and why you're like shouting right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you good. So, what, 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 who makes those, and what service is that? Like, is there a company that you have to subscribe to to use those? Or no. So, like, uh, the ones that I have are, are from Realware. Um, Google Glasses makes one. There, there's a couple of different companies that 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 make them, uh, but that's the one that we we did a, a test run probably for about a month. So I was just taking it out and doing different tests with it. Um, you know, basically making sure that we can utilize it, you know, in, in the trade, yeah. you know, cause that was the biggest concern. Cause I was like, there's no way that, you know, the noise canceling is going to be that good. And man, I was wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I just had an idea, you know, uh, take this a step further. Are you familiar with that? Uh, it's like a contraption that you put over your, your arms and everything It's called the exoskeleton mm -hmm. where it's like a robot in that you got to, 
couple that together so you could just sit in your office <laughs> just fix the shit with the oh, just, yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just like throw an apprentice in your in the iron man suit well like like you know i've done facetime diagnostic with people but i end up getting agita because the phone's going like this the whole freaking time and then like i'm telling them where you know where they need to hook the stuff you know hook their meter up to actually test it so i don't see where what they're doing so there's a high probability they could not be where they're supposed to um plus you know trying to hold the phone you know they might get electrocuted so this way using utilizing that um, they're let, you know, it's, it's more safety oriented and, you know, I can actually see what the hell they're doing. So, but what kind of like, uh, what level of technician would you feel comfortable like wearing that kind of technology? Like, is that something you throw an apprentice in and be like, what are no, nothing? No, no. So be, the idea is basically, you know, we, you know, if they, a lower level guy is having issues, um, basically they, you know, then they get, get shadowed with a, a higher level tech at that point, if, if they're they can't figure stuff out then at that point they would call someone like myself and basically i try to walk them through so the the higher level techs the you know service supervisor stuff like that would be you know um in charge of, of that because you know obviously let's face it they're more responsible you know than an apprentice right yeah more yeah. experience yeah right i i think um i think that's great i love that technology uh, i've looked a little bit into it it's it's ridiculously pricey the last time i looked um seven hundred dollars <laughs> what's that 2700 yeah yeah so and, and i think that's cheaper than the last time i looked but um i i think it's only going to get better from here uh because as it becomes more mainstream obviously they're going to be able to drop the price you know and all that stuff so that's it's great where that's going but where i'm afraid of and i kind of curious what you think about this is i'm afraid of the mentality right now of trade schools adopting these programs where it's all online education i'm afraid that with the advent of those people are going to try to throw apprentices into places where they shouldn't be and think that they're going to try to fix things um and we all know that's not going to work so i mean it would be an epic failure but you obviously still need experience you need someone on the ground that knows what they're doing that just might need a little push you know or assistance like you know so on top of, on top of the online or on top of the in-person training that we do at coolsys like we um you know we basically we do have an online program as well um but there needs to be checks and balances unfortunately yeah. you have to you know check in with that technician because unfortunately a lot, a lot of people you know they'll, they'll you know and that's across the board they're just memorizing answers you know to for tests and stuff they're not actually learning the stuff so basically you know there there has to be a technical manager that checks in with them weekly and Dang. basically going through and and hey this is what you're going to do um you know what have you had problems with what have you went over you know just to make sure that they're actually learning the stuff instead of just memorizing it. yeah and some of the, sorry but, go ahead uh, what i was going to say is that's the, one of the biggest problems and you know some guys um hate me for this sometimes you know, some guys like me for this but like i never usually if someone's trying to diagnose something with me over the phone i never give them the right answer like a true answer it's usually i ask them a question to ask their question and then it makes them think about well, okay oh shit and then all of a sudden the, the guy's like oh i'll call you back i got it and then, you know, so because here, here's the thing like if you spoon feed someone forever right they're they're never going to learn how to feed themselves so you know basically you know getting them to think for themselves and think about what they're doing, you know, in order to, to be a more competent technician. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with that, but you made a great point about not spoon feeding them because, you know, if you give them that answer, they're never, Oh, that's what I was going to say. They're never going to really learn. And, you know, some of the, 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 the best uh, advice I can give to people is from mistakes that I've made. And when I made those mistakes, I recognize things around me. I remember the sounds. I remember the smells and the, oh, 
damn it, I just did that. You know, so it's 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 experience that taught me to be the technician that I am. So you you can't just expect someone to learn online. Now, online as a supplement, for sure, that's a great idea because you have an experienced tech, you can show them things. You know, and it's interesting though, too, because I say this often that in the past, you know, we were able to make more mistakes and learn from them. But unfortunately, with today's equipment, the tolerances are so tight, the customers are so impatient, they don't have patience for us. There's not room for and the com- Yeah, the companies just don't, they don't no. let you to make mistakes. They don't let the new guys make a mistake. Like, like Brian Orr's, uh, one of his uh, most recent podcasts I was listening to, he made a good point that some of these companies aren't setting aside training budgets let alone setting aside enough training, let's say, I don't even know if you call it training dollars, but they're not letting guys make those mistakes and even having journeymen go out and like help them redo it. Or, no. you know, like you've made a mistake, you had a callback, go do it, go fix it. Go you have two, three times. You need to I've learn. heard the statement from several people that talk bad about trade schools. Trade schools are the worst thing in the world. Every technician I've hired, they said they were experienced. They said they were trained and I put them out there for two weeks and they couldn't do anything. Who the hell hires someone at a trade school and throws them in a van? Like, no, trade school gives you fundamentals of which you build upon once the tech apprentices with you, you know, and then you grow him from there. So these people that think that trade schools are going to do it all, no, no, mm-hmm. trade schools give someone the fundamentals of which they go and then do a proper apprenticeship. Now, when I say apprenticeship, I mean, I'm not a union company, but I call my technician that's new an apprentice. Okay. We're not, I don't necessarily mean a full union apprenticeship, but steal that word, Chris. Yeah. I have a guy working with me and he's going to work with me for about a year. He's a great technician. He he's, he's learning the ropes, you know, and he's going to, he's going to grow from that. And we all have different ways, but to expect a technician to come out of trade school and immediately hit the ground running, that, that that's, that's not right. You know? Usually, it seems like after about a year and a half, two years, a technician can start actually doing stuff on their own. Yeah. Uh, and then usually uh, after five years, they get real pompous and they think they know everything. Yep. And then they get one call that puts them on their ass. Like, I really don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad telling me that exact thing because I, I learned from my dad and he goes, you're doing great. You're doing great, but you're going to hit that wall. You're going to hit the point at which you think your shit doesn't stink because you're knocking it out of the park. And he goes, but then I'm going to start releasing stuff to you that I think, you know, you need a challenge on. And I got my ass handed. And God, God does this to me where I'll get to a point like, it's like, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I haven't like screwed anything up. Like I seem to know my shit. And then like the next day I hook up a fan cycling switch to the suction side or something. And it takes me an hour to figure it out. I'm like, why is this not working? And then an hour later, I'm like, oh, that's why. Because I've gone retarded. Funny. Uh, I actually just saw a post. Uh, someone posted a, a picture of a gauge. It no longer says retard on the gauge. Um, oh, yes. I saw it. It had to. Look. You know what? I understand people are sensitive. I understand. I'm sensitive. You can't Chris. say this. You can't say that. But the political correctness it's needs to far. fucking stop. Man. This it's is going ridiculous. Too far. You know they don't even call shark attacks shark attacks anymore. No. They don't what they call shark. it? They call them shark encounters because the sharks are a shark incident. <laughs> like sharks can't feel you, so they they taste you with their mouth to see if you're you know something they want to eat. They're not trying to attack you. What? Yeah, that's what they're going for. So they're called yeah. shark encounters now. And and and, and, and these days, <laughs> we we just because someone has something a bad experience with a name of something, it doesn't matter if it was called that for fifty years before this one person had a bad experience. Mm-hmm. 
apparently this is racist. This is the most racist symbol in the world. People are getting fired because they do the OK symbol or whatever. You remember when we were kids, you yeah. do this, and you got yeah, punched. You do that. You do the owl eyes. All, but but because of two years ago, someone uh, a white supremacist yeah, group did this, yeah. and now it's racist. It's like that's bullshit. We used that for, as kids. It was a game that we played. It had nothing to do with racism. Mm -hmm. We're all too sensitive about everything these days, and it's just dumb. That's true. And I would also like to say it it, is, it does take context to whatever it is yes. you're saying. You know, like you can obviously say words in different contexts and make them super offensive, but at the same time, like. I just throw words around sometimes and I'm probably offending some people, you know, but it's just, it's, it's just who I am. Those are the words I want to use sometimes. Retard yeah. does mean advanced and, uh, sorry, backwards, just like on a motor. You, you... Yeah. The, the, the term retard on a compound swimming stage does not I love mean that mentally we're this, by person. the way. It yeah. does not mean mentally challenged person. It's Context, it's a term. Yeah. yeah it's, well, it's I, I think it does. If you actually hook the low side up to the high side, right? Yeah, hey, your motor, true, your, true. your motor's gone retarded. <laughs> or if, or if you put the freaking uh, fan cycle control on the suction side. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's what it was. <laughs> like I don't know, your fan that's cycle switch has cool. gone retarded. Oh man, um, what was that pump you were talking about early, right before the show there, um, right about that so, pump that you had a problem with? Yeah, oh, yeah. it was it was that it wasn't mine. It was it was uh, one of one of Kevin's, but basically. Oh. He had a pump board that was overamping, and uh, you know we were we were on the phone trying to figure out what the hell it was, and uh, basically the manufacturer sent out a pump with a impeller that was basically I think two and a quarter inches or two and a half inches bigger than what it should have been, and mm -hmm. it was making the pump actually overamp by about eleven amps. Wow! And uh, I was telling Brett we had the same situation. I went to a call; they were burning out a motor, and um, it was a secondary loop. And I believe the maintenance guy, what he did is. He changed the motor from being about, let's say, I don't know, 40 feet away, maybe no, not that much, maybe 20 feet away, to right beside the boiler. Mm. So I had no more head. And it was just overamping. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And I actually had to double check it by doing a little PSI check as well. But they burnt through pumps. And I was like, what the fuck? What? And I started dissecting. I'm like, what's going on here? Did you guys change something here? What's, why is this pump... And and it was just overamping because it was just moving too much, you could say. And uh, I think there's a term for it, but I think it's runaway pump or something like that. But deadheading? Oh no, no, no! That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. But in Kevin's case, though, his problem was what was it again? The impeller, the impeller was was a lot bigger than, than what it, what it should have been. Now, how does so that was, happen? Yeah, was this a pre-built pump? Yeah. So on, on supermarket uh, glycol systems, basically, you know, you have a pump skid uh, that comes in and, um, you know, usually what happens is there there's some manufacturers that have a bypass. So if the differential would, you know, get too high because of uh, basically cases shutting off, um, you know, basically the bypass opens up. And, and sometimes they also combat that by basically uh, putting a small quarter inch line with a circuit setter on there to basically, you know, bypass yeah. a, little, a little bit of glycol. Yeah. Um, but in this, on this particular instance, you know, he basically, uh, you know, his suction was like 10 and I think his discharge was 70. So he had a hellacious you know, yeah. differential and, you know, we checked the, uh, the, the expansion tank to make sure that wasn't overpressurized or whatever. And, you know, we were running out of ideas. So basically he called, uh, he called up to, you know, the manufacturer and, and they were like, we, we think there might be something, uh, some issue with the, uh, impeller. So basically like 11 o'clock in or I think it was 10 o'clock at night because we were recording. We, we just did an episode uh, for VFDs. 
but you know, he's like, oh, man, I, you know, we were talking for almost two hours. He's like, I got to bail because the, you know, the job he's on, he's been working a lot. <laughs> and, and that's another reason why those pump curve charts are important because with those numbers that you got, you could pump them in the pump curve chart and you could realize if that pump is fucked up, you could say. Yeah, I mean, he was he, he was checking, uh, you know, making sure that he didn't have a blockage in the pipe. I mean, there's basically four returns. So the the balance of probability suggesting that he had a blockage across every single loop is very, very low. So yeah. unless he had something in there, they checked the strainer, they checked everything. And basically, the, you know, they then they sent him um, a uh, they sent him the sizes of, of the pump. And basically, like I said, at about 10 or 11 o'clock at night, they had to pull the whole damn thing apart. Wow. So I'm going to change the subject and you were talking about a strainer right now and it just reminded me, I've told this story before, but I used to do work for a hospital that had a lot of water cooled everything, right? Water cooled refrigeration, air conditioning, you know, and uh, I would get calls at that hospital and they would say, you know, we got a, a water source heat pump and whatever not working, you know, and you go up there and check the TD across the condenser and you're like, this thing's fouled. Like what's going on? You know, so you, you pull the strainer out and there's no strainer. I was like, what, where's the strainer at? You know? So then I'll be working on something else. And I found this happen a few times. I'm like, there's no strainer, you know? So I'd order a new assembly, get a new strainer, whatever, put it in, clean it. And then this happened like three or four times. And then I finally went to the lead engineer and I'm like, Hey, why are all the strainers missing? Oh, those keep plugging up. So we just take them out. <laughs> yeah. Come on guys. Like, you know, and it's like, dude, you know how much time I have to spend cleaning that condition? Well, yeah. It because they have an open loop system, right? So they have a oh. cooling tower outside, you know, and it's just that's why because it's just mud in in everything that would plug up would be down in the basement because the way they had the system piped, it would always you know just settle down there. It's like guys, can you stop taking the? Well, we have to clean them weekly, so you'd rather pay me twelve hundred dollars to come out and clean the damn thing monthly? Like just clean the damn strainers then, or figure out the problem, put a bigger strainer. Come on, guys, like I I used I used to work at a chocolate plant uh, out in um, Pennsylvania. And, uh, I got a call for, you know, one of their main chillers, you know, going, going off on, on high pressure. And then while I was there, another chiller went off on high pressure, another chiller went off on high pressure, another one. So I was like, I was thinking something common. So like, I'm checking the flow and stuff. Uh, flow was, uh, flow was okay. All the approaches were the ridiculously just, you know, just not there. Yeah. And, uh, I, I pulled one system. I was already pulling one system apart to see if it was fouled up. And, you know, basically I'm cleaning the tubes on this and at the end I'm getting like sticks of butter out the end about, you know, yay long when I'm, you know, brushing the yeah, tube. Yeah, when you're pushing oh. it out, yeah. So for some odd reason, so in chocolate production, one of the things, one of the byproducts is cocoa butter. Okay. And, uh, you know, so, you know, the women use for, you know, pregnancy, you know, right. stretch marks and stuff. And basically, uh, they I don't know why this is even a thing, but basically they had a valve of their wherever they pulled the cocoa butter out that was connected to their, their condensing loop. So basically they dumped a shit ton of cocoa butter. <laughs> Wait, they Dude, mixed cocoa butter? In the I mean, did it just keep popping up? It, like, so 50, you, you, so you got 50 pieces of equipment. You got root, you got uh single oh gosh, things that are inside. Yeah. Um, you got anything from like, uh, uh, you know, did you ever see they, it looks almost like a package unit, but it's inside. And it's basically just water cooled, right? Uh -huh. um, so those were all packing up, blowing, <laughs> packing up. Um, <laughs> they had York chill, York chillers, train chillers. So like for days, I'm literally just cleaning. <laughs> wow. So like it, this place, like 
I worked for a company called Devault Refrigeration. We did industrial, uh, you know, heavy industrial, uh, you know, heavy industrial stuff. And, uh, you know, but that one account, I would be there every day. There was something to do every day. And every, every day I come home and I would smell like Nestle quick. Like my wife was pregnant <laughs> at the time. I'd open up the door and she's like, you know, I, t- I would take a shower and like I had chocolate milk mix in the bottom of my fucking bathtub. Oh, dude. Oh, that's that's gross. better than the prep table funk I go home with, dude. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Smells like or, salad dressing. Or, or a morgue. Or a morgue. Oh, yeah. milk. Luckily, all the morgue work that I did again was just at the hospital and it wasn't like they were storing you know the bodies would only be in there for two days then the actual morgue would come and pick them up and take them you know or mortuary would pick them up and take them mm. so but uh, there, there's some funny calls too again that hospital had me a lot of fun calls but yeah you get called at uh two in the morning you know and morgue cooler and they call you yeah we got a, a load a fully loaded morgue cooler that's down it's got four passengers in it i'm like all right well i got you gotta you gotta take them out before i get there because like these are small coolers you know like what are we gonna do with them i was like I don't know, dude. Like, yeah, I don't prop care. them up in the corner. These are small schools. Yeah, yeah, to get into them. Like, I, I'm not climbing on bodies. You know, like, you got to. No, I would. No, but the one time I did that time, I was like, dude, you got to make him go. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to yeah, do. Like, I don't I'm know, like, man. I'm going to have to 69 this you, dead guy to get to that uh, TXV. You could bring a bag full of sunglasses with you, put them on yeah. the bodies. And there's yeah. your freaking Instagram post right there. Yeah, that would have got me shit cam. But I got there. There was no bodies in there. And I looked around like, I'm like, where the fuck did he put them? Like, dude, I could only imagine they were in like the walk-in cooler, like the fucking uh-huh. dietary cook <laughs> lady walks in. She's like, ah! Which way you <laughs> hope there's like a broom closet down the hall that they're yeah, all. Stuck. I don't know where the fuck yeah, they were. They were in shipping and receiving or something, just sitting there. I, I've worked on morgues, but uh, I've worked also like SPCAs and stuff, you know, uh, shelters and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, the first time I'd ever been there, I was doing all the HVAC. And they're like, well, you got to check out this, this, this uh, cooler. So the light was off. So I'm I'm going around like Helen Keller trying to find the damn light switch. Kick something. I'm like, <laughs> so I so turn on the light. And there's a, a you know black black garbage bag with old Yeller in the freaking in the bottom. I'm like what the f- nice. wow. Oh man, there was one time we were working uh, at the hospital, and I think we were up in podiatry. I think it was or something. And uh, they have they had they like a Charleston cooler, and you open it up, and there's a fucking foot. Like cut off at the ankle, just sitting like like a trophy, just fucking in mm. the cooler, like no bag. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's a. I should have said, are you guys playing Monopoly in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, real. So, Adam, you're you're very quiet tonight. What's up? I was you know, I was gonna tell him how his week. Cause I know he had a rough week, so I wanted him he to. Uh, I don't remember what I did this week. To be honest, I know. Well, you well, know, you dealt with that lady there. That. The customer who was doing manual J's for you. Oh yeah, remember that story from last week? We didn't get to. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was this big... week, I believe too. Was yeah. it this week? If it spilled over to this week, the big wig shop that came in and installed that unit, and she's like, "No, no, get it out of here." Oh yeah. That's... Oh yeah, that's kind of old news, but I could talk about that for a moment. Sure, uh, do it. Yeah, no, a uh, probably the biggest, if not the second biggest, um, uh, residential company in Chicago installed the system for this lady. We bid the job in july and um they had the other company install it and they've had 10 service calls since it was installed um and they said at least four times they added refrigerant to it um then they ended up calling us back because they said they're not sure they're kind of at a loss why it's not working they think it's leaking they think there's problems with the electric in the house like their house electric like the line voltage or whatever i'm like what so we go out there. This compressor is just screaming. They overcharge the thing 
like crazy and um airflow is low um they put in a three ton they put in a three ton with like marginally two tons worth of ductwork and you know the things icing up and they just keep dumping charge dumping charge so she ended up having them pull the system and we installed the new one um so they pulled the entire brand new system out and took it back yep paid her they gave refunded the money either that or i guess that's yeah. when you know it's bad when the company pulls out their own stuff and gives her money back. I wonder what she had to do to get that point. Like, what did she threaten? Because you know I, they didn't. My question Soon is, I wonder. I wonder where, like, how do companies like after the second callback? Don't you think you would like step up the right the urgency of it and be like, okay, right. let's send out somebody with a brain here. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. let's let's pull our sales guys off here and uh, maybe maybe do a low well, count. You bring up. I mean, it's funny how this segue because we kind of wanted to go into this, but I mean. Unfortunately, I think on the residential side, they're getting in, like just a bum rush of sales companies coming in that honestly yeah. don't There's have a... very much technical abilities. True. Well, that's because a lot of these big meetings they have, it's all sales oriented. Nobody's talking about like how to actually fix stuff anymore. It's all how to sell stuff. How to sweet talk people. I mean, and like I said in last week's show, there's a difference between teaching an awkward guy like myself how to properly communicate with your big fancy words to a customer and get your point across versus how do I manipulate this situation and sort of back the customer into a corner where they feel they have to do X amount of repairs or replace or whatever I'm trying to get them to do. Well, there's more margin in selling shit than, you know, than potentially, you know, labor, right? I mean, you know, a lot of markup is, yeah. you know, pretty damn high for, you know, for parts. So the bigger the part, you know, the you know, bigger, you know, especially if the techs get or the sales guy is getting commission. And a lot of times now, like there's all these companies that are like, hey, I can come in and make your company, you know, a lot of money. And, and they'll just teach the guys not yeah. how to fix anything, but basically just yeah. how to sell shit. Yeah. You want to yeah. have an average ticket of $84,000 a week? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What what about like so you know the warranty repairs for those sales companies have to be through the roof, right? You, they have to be coming up, oh, it's this part, and they have to be warranting it through insert name of manufacturer here. Do you think these manufacturers are just letting this happen because of how many purchases they're making as far as total equipment goes? Because there has to be a point when a manufacturer says you can no longer sell our line of equipment because you're making us a bad yeah, name or know. are the manufacturers so, just loving the sales? So oddly enough, the day after we installed the system from the, the big boys that we, they pulled yeah. out the equipment, right? I was going to pick up a, a carrier part at the local distributor and it was first thing in the morning. Legit, that company had like 10 or 15 install trucks sitting out there waiting to be loaded up with systems. And this is one of the four or five different big carrier branches in the area. So do the math on that, like how how much equipment they're buying on a freaking daily basis. Yeah, yeah. So so they, they're they just like, yeah, warranty parts are nothing compared to the sales that I they're making. I would think so, you know. Yeah. That's, that's just kind of, I mean, at some point, I've talked to some, I know some people that became, like, what's the name for it? Uh, the, the, your... You're the person that mitigates the the problems for the manufacturer. So carrier, whoever, you're the warranty representative that goes out and solves the real trouble calls, you know, and things like that. You know, he's not the guy doing the work, but he's just the representative of the manufacturer. And I've talked to those guys and they tell me stories. And I'm like, why would you not cut that company off? And they're like, oh, their sales are just through the yeah. roof. Like they yeah. won't cut they're, off. They're selling boxes, F son. FSR, field service rep. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Field service rep or whatever. Or field and service engineer. It just baffles me. I mean, you know, we kind of were talking about this a little bit before the show, but 
there is this huge influx of these salespeople right now. And kind of like you said, Brett, there's these guys all over the internet. We see them, we all want, you know, view it on Facebook and whatever. And I mean, you know, we'll come out and do seminars and teach you guys how to sell, you know, basically when heating season comes, they're taught how to tell grandma she's going to die if they don't make this repair. And they're taught how to tell grandma she's going to die because it's Nevada in the summer and you need to fix your air conditioner, you know? And while there's nothing wrong with being honest and fair and truly telling someone you have a cracked heat exchanger, I need to shut off the system because yeah. you know, there's potential of carbon monoxide or different things like that. But also it's, it's also important to understand I'm not a resi guy, but I have a basic understanding of combustion and all that crap. And just because you have a cracked heat exchanger doesn't mean there's going to be carbon monoxide, but out of pure precaution, we're going to shut the system down. Yeah. You know, and you need to replace it because there's the potential of carbon monoxide. But these companies are taught to just, you know, go out there and just bam, bam, bam. Here's this. It's going to kill, you know, this bacterial growth and it's going to solve all your problems when they don't know that voodoo magic crap's going to do it. Be way better. Yeah. You know, no. um, Anthony Marino. Good to see you in here. He works at Kalos and he says he's one of the. That, that company there, Brian Orr's company, is the only one that's pretty much one of the only ones in Florida still left doing the proper way. You know what I mean? There's so many down there. I see companies down in Florida, I'm sorry to say, from just the, the group. And like, well, because it's fuck? Florida is primarily a retirement haven, right? You have, yeah. you have big money that moves there and lives in South Beach. And then you have a large influx of retirement snowbird type people that yep. go there and then just say, Hey, you know what? We used to live in Canada, but we're going to move here and we're going to live here, you know, and, and they don't want to deal with only the six months. So we still come back. Cause we can't leave. We have a few of those down here too. Um, Palm Springs is one of them or Coachella Valley. And it is normal for an air conditioning service company in the fall, because we don't get, we don't have winters out here in California, right? It's 60 degrees in the winter. So in the fall, that air conditioning company closes down and becomes a landscaping company. And then they open back up in the summer. And just, so, and that's a thing. I mean, that's and weird because wow. the sales are so high, that's but they're super not weird. Like, yeah. Now, it's Brett, You used to be a residential guy, right? Yeah. When I first started, I was, I was in residential when you were living in the home Depot parking lot. <laughs> so no. So, um, when I, so I originally went to school for electronical engineering. I got associate's degree in electronical engineering and I ran out of money and I was working doing cell phone remanufacturing. And then I ended up working on graphic dimming panels for hospitals and x-ray rooms, you know, in stadiums. So basically they can, <clears throat> excuse me, dim like 277 lights. And I ended up getting laid off because it was a production job. And I started going to school part-time for, uh, you know, HVAC. Um, and the, you know, I went for about a semester and the instructor pulled me aside. He's like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, you know, real excited. I was like, I want to be a mechanic. And he's like, well, you have a degree in electronics. He's like, that's probably electrical and electronics is probably 75 to 85% of what you do in HVAC and refrigeration. He's like, Did he go give you your money back for the course. And be like, there you go. He's like, go, go get a job. Um, so basically I got, um, uh, a job with a company that basically, uh, would, uh, give out rubber checks. Um, so like you'd have to rush out and actually, you know, cash your check before, <laughs> before, before uh, the money was gone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so you didn't move the last one that your, your paycheck would bounce. And, um, man, uh, so I was, I was homeless at the time. And basically what I did was, um, I, I, you know, I didn't have any tools. Uh, I was living in a 71 Plymouth Valiant. So basically I ended up, uh, going to home Depot, getting a credit card for two grand, basically maxed it out. So I had enough tools and I've told the story before on, on my podcast, but basically, you know, the first guy I worked for. I'd been in the field for, uh, you know, 35, 40 years, the owner of the company is like, you're a piece of shit. 
you're never going to amount to anything. I don't even know why you're doing this. And I'm like, I'm rethinking. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I, what the, what do I do? You know, like this, this was the career that now that I chose, what kind of motivating meeting was that? Yeah. Right. Um, come about what's that? How did that come about? Like the conversation? They sent me. Uh, they sent me out on, on uh, a call, and man, it was so. You know, I've been doing this shit almost eighteen years, so like it was. Like I don't remember what exactly it was, but basically, it was probably a callback or something. And he, you know, you know, kid, you just need to hang up your deal. Like I don't even know why you're here. I, I should just fire you. I'm like mother. You know, so like, and I vowed like if I ever ended up getting, you know, getting decent at what I do, like you know, I was never gonna make anyone feel like that because you know that's the worst feeling in the world. You know, not know, you know, not knowing like how to fix stuff, and and like I said before, I mean that's part of the reason why we started the podcast. Um, you know, I, I don't want anyone to ever feel like that ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just making you know. knowledge widely did you, available. Did you uh, mail that uh, forty under forty magazine to your old boss? <laughs> no, no, you know, no. Before we, I, I, I realize that a lot of people here, you know, we we're all comfortable with Brett and have had Brett on here before, but we might have some new people here. So Brett, Brett has a podcast called Advanced Refrigeration Podcast. I put it in chat as well, by the way. Did you? Okay, where where can they find it on all the podcast apps? I'm assuming. Yeah, so basically, it's on uh, Apple Podcast, Castbox, uh, Spotify, Google. Um, you know, you basically do a Google search. We're, we're starting to put everything up on uh, on YouTube surely, but slowly. Um, you know, so a lot of the some of the podcasts that we do, um, you know, basically are more uh, visual. So, you know, we, we started the channel so we can actually start putting some of that stuff up there. And, you know, uh, so like some of the engineering ones that we did, we did a microthermal uh, EMS one that, you know, predominantly it was just it was all visual. So, you know, anytime that people were sharing screens and stuff so people could actually see what the hell we were doing. Uh, one of the first ones we did, which was uh, sizing of separators, oil separators. Uh, that's another example of one that was really visual. Yeah, and and you uh, you guys have a Facebook page. You have a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. fans and page yesterday well. you did you your first live stream. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday you did your first live stream too, right? I didn't even know. What the hell? No, I was telling Billy's not supposed to tell about the OnlyFans. Oh, oh hey, I I told um, that we why. actually we had a meeting. Yesterday yeah. about like discussing if we should start an OnlyFans page for overtime. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to start an OnlyFans just for myself, and I wanted to troll everybody. I had a couple ideas. Number one, I was just going to put normal videos on there. Number two, I was going to do creepy videos of just my feet, right? And and I told my wife, I was call, like, seriously, call Nathan Orr. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, um, now, I wanted to say this. Did you did you know what Nathan Orr did on this show? Yes, I, okay. I watched that the was episode. Hilarious, awesome. right? Like did you, did you see the like, shout out that he gave us for our hundredth episode? He was pissing in a toilet. Yeah, dude. he was pissing yes. while yes. he was like, I never <laughs> thought you guys would imagine nothing. So, <laughs> talking about OnlyFans, so like there's a guy that I work with, Shank, if you're listening, uh, I'm sorry, but um, you know his he, name is Shank. Uh, <laughs> his nickname is Shank. So basically, uh it's funny because like every machine room that he goes into, like it says sup bud, like in every single motor room he's in. Oh fuck. <laughs> and so so anyway, so like hit uh his, oh god, he's gonna kill me. His uh, stepdaughter. He's like, yeah, my stepdaughter has an OnlyFans, uh, and like, and oh. the the mom, oh, his, his wife's his wife's like, it's it's not what you think. I'm like, yeah, it is. Good what you for think. her. Yeah. Always, it's always, it's always, 
no one does but, an OnlyFans. No. Look at my feet. You know, he's yeah. got a Tarantino fetish. That's what it is. Does, <laughs> he, does he start that story off with "It's my stepdaughter," so like it, it makes no. it like, a little less awkward? Oh, do we want to? Do we want to plug her channel? No. <laughs> yeah, no. We got that. That's a good one. We got Absolutely that. Absolutely not. I, I, not. I got all these track guys. Even listen. Even if I had it, like I, I wouldn't. No. no. But like, it, like it was just funny. We were. I was as I was drinking. And and like I just, out of the blue, he's like, "Yeah, my stepdaughter has an OnlyFans." And like I, his like his wife looks at me and she's like, "It's not what you think." And I like I, I was trying not to laugh, oh my and God. trying not to make eye contact. I'm like, "Yes, it is." Yes. It is. Oh, I, I, well, the first thing that came to my head was like when you do do the little cough in your shoulder, like, "Poor." <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Those man. girls are, you know, well, so that's a, that's the thing. So, like, I, I read some of the news where they were, you know, basically OnlyFans was getting rid of all the porn stuff. And I'm like, well, anyone that wasn't working in a Hooters or a restaurant is going to be going back to work shortly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking, you know, it's funny because my wife, I had to explain that whole situation. That was a massive. Your wife has an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that was a massive publicity stunt. And my wife's like, well, how do you mean? And I go, look, OnlyFans has investors. The investors went to OnlyFans and were like, this is ridiculous. And OnlyFans know, knew what they were doing when they said we're getting rid of porn because they basically let the public tell the investors, you're fucking stupid. So OnlyFans was just like, look, all right, we're getting rid of porn. And we they knew the outcome. They knew that the investors would end up saying, oh, we're going to lose all our money. Oh, OK. Yeah. Porn's cool. You know? By the way, yeah. by the way, this is one of the best segues ever. Yes. <laughs> This is how we, you know, this is the overtime show, dude. We go from one thing to another. Better than, so. better than our nonstop poop stories. I haven't had those in a while. I, uh, I, have, I told yep. you guys all my shit stories, dude. You got any cool shit stories, Kevin? Ke- I called you Kevin. Kevin. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, here's a good segue. I have a, I have a question written down. <laughs> I'm like, right, Perfect segue. So. Yeah. I listen to Kevin oh, on the podcast shit. quite a bit, right? Oh, and I don't know. He's probably not watching because he's he's too good to, to listen to us. But he seems like a super nerd. Like, what's he like in real life? Is he a super nerd? No, no, not at all. Is he like a chill guy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, when we first started doing the podcast, uh, you know, he, he was – you know, I don't know if it's – you know. you know, he's kind of a little bit of an introvert, but, like, like I, you know, I was like, we, we need to start drinking. We just need to start drinking. So, like, just to, you know, because we were nervous about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we were just nervous when we first started doing it. Um, He's comfortable with dead air. Let's just say that. Do you, do you want me to see if I can get him on? Yeah. Do it. Sure. I'm comfortable with dead air, too. So am I. Let's just stare at each other. Yeah. Give me the link. I'm staring at you right now. While he's doing that, uh, why don't you say, Adam, what'd you do to uh, fix that problem she had anyways? Like, what'd you do different? Um, I increased the size of the filter. I increased the size of the return. I dropped the, the tonnage by, you know, down to a two ton. And I dropped the um, furnace dumpling. down to a, a 90 to a 60. So you did, a, you did obviously a load count and everything on her house, right? Uh, no, I did not. I offered it to her. Okay. And uh, she declined. So which basically, is, what I did was decide everything to the duck. Which is ridiculous for a lady who's had like that, who has gone that's through what, that with exactly all those problems. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then you're like, well, we can we can really evaluate. We can look at your whole house, your whole system, because it's, a, it's an entire system. It's not just one part, it's not just this furnace. It's an entire system. They all operate together. 
she's like, hmm. No. Th- this is how it went down. She's like, well, how confident you, you you could fix this? I'm like, pretty confident. I'm like, I would recommend that we go over everything and kind of look at what size you need for the house and at the ductwork and everything else. Yeah. Because um, that last company probably just did a like-for-like like change out or maybe bumped No, they went, actually went bigger. They, yeah, what they told okay. her is... Uh, you're you're right. You're marginal, right in between sizes. So we'll, we'll bump both the furnace and air up. So I'm sure they did a, you know, blower door test or some sort of comfort consult. Yeah. Consult. Um, what was I going to say? Wasn't she questioning some of your load counts? Wasn't she trying to do her own load count? No, that's a different lady. Okay, why don't you tell us yeah. about that one? Oh, this lady is a trip. She's a trip, guys. You got to hear this. She is getting sick in her house. So um she had like like she's really getting sick or it's in her head sick i don't know i think it might be in her head because like her house she's like the air is bad quality blah blah blah. you walk in the house is like pristine it's like i feel like i'm outside it's so you know whatever um but she removed she you know uh took all the drywall down off the ceiling so she could look at the ductwork she's like there's joyce panning um and uh so she started removing the joyce panning and uh yeah, so then she gives me a spreadsheet that she came up with. I don't know how she figured it out, but she started doing her old uh, load, load calc. Excel spreadsheet, boys. Yeah. Load count. Mm. And she, was she saying that your numbers weren't right? or No, no, I, I didn't do a load calc. Okay. I offered her, and she's like, I, I'm paying an engineer to do it, and I did it myself, so I, I don't need you to look at anything. I'm like, okay, uh, that's fine. Sign here well, saying yeah. that I offered it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So... Um, Kevin's out, by the way. Kevin, uh, I, I called. I called him because he wasn't responding. He's, he's, like I said, man. He's super. He's, bro- he's broken. He texted yeah. me yesterday. He's like, I'm kind of dead inside right now. <laughs> yeah, from that, that story we were talking about. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Off the air. Yeah. So, um, you there's a potential that you and Kevin are gonna be at uh, the HVACR training symposium in Florida. Here is there not? Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna be there. Uh, okay. already, it better be because like I just paid for the flights. <laughs> and then, and then there's uh, also potential you're gonna be at the AHR trade show too, right? Yeah, the AHR one. Uh, you know, his wife's exact words were, "You're not going to Vegas with Brett." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I've only been to one strip club my whole entire life. I've never been to a strip club my entire life. It was my bachelor party. I think that was the only reason why I went. Because yeah. like I didn't understand the reason for getting blue balls and going home and. Getting yeah, honestly, they're right. boring, man. I've been to a couple yeah. of them. They're just boring. You it's know? just not my thing. Like I, I don't. I'm not judging. I don't give a crap if people go or anything. It's just not. Just my go thing. to a truck stop at like two o'clock in the morning. Get you a lot lizard and just be done <laughs> with it. Is is what's what's the Canadian version of a lot lizard? Um, a trollop. A fucking moose on the side of the road. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I never, you know, I never think heard of lot lizard before. Um, Do you guys have it's, whores? It's a fucking yeah. whore that hangs out. Oh, at a I, I know, but, but we don't in call Canada. That. Can't they? Aren't prostitutes legal? Isn't prostitution legal? No. Yeah, doesn't Trudeau like let you guys do that shit or the yeah. queen or whoever rules you? No. Yeah. Um, Whoever's on your loony to any money. The queen's still <laughs> on your money, right? Sorry. He's he's basically English. And they have the queen on their money. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. English. Um, no, and French I think. And, Part what what's the name of the I can't remember the the name I don't think we have a name really, um, just say truck stop horse yeah <laughs> they just walk up to the truck you look at her hey hey hey, hey. hey. Oh, hey. all right oh. hey. Hey, hey buddy hey. hey friend hey pal hello hello buddy 
Hello, buddy. Don't call uh, me buddy, friend. No, call me buddy, friend, pal. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you got no TikTok, excuse to come down for AHR or anything like that because uh, I heard they opened the borders. So yeah. So, you know, everybody, I'm, Joe's coming to the symposium. To travel, you got to be all up to date with your <laughs> vaccines. So that's... Oh, you don't got to have a vaccine, bro. Just cross the border illegally. You're good. Yeah, Go down to Niagara Falls. I'll snub. Yeah, I'll snub you in. Yeah. Snub <laughs> in. I'm close get, enough. Get in a damn barrel. Yeah, there's at the bridge. Meet me at the bridge, Joe. I want to see that again. I want to see someone do that again. But anyways, no, there's a there's even a job we uh, this is not my job. Another guy's job at a big company that competes with Intel, and they're saying we can't go in there without vaccines either. So unfortunately, it's what it comes down to. So you're not gonna get the shot. I have to. Mm. I have no choice. (laughs) I was gonna wait off on it, but that's all. But I already have three kids, so if I can't have any more kids, that's fine. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I, I already, I already have my first. I don't have this. I need to go get my second one, but I'm just whatever, dude. I'm the guinea pig. I'll let it happen. I don't give a shit. Well, you know, Jesus, you... it makes a good point. I could dress up as a moose and go across the border. It's is this still season for moose hunting though? Yeah, that would be there. a bad decision if it was. Joe, Joe's gonna dress up like a lot lizard and get a ride from a trucker. There you go. Let's do it. Flannel shirt, tie it up in a knot. Like gonna right be on the news. Like, How you doing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> on my way, eh? Just shave all your body hair so you just leave that that little happy trail. The, well, the trail to paradise, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, trail to happiness. Yep. Well, guys, I think uh, we've uh, reached our time and it's time to wrap it. So, yeah. wrap, wrap it and wrap smack it. We're for smack sure it. going to have him on soon again. And I want to talk about more into like, we'll talk about more in depth, like about maybe cascades or. Well, why houses. didn't you? We've yeah, been talking. We, we, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta, you know, it's a little. And Maybe. you let me just fucking talk about bullshit the entire. Yeah, for a second there, I thought Chris was the guest. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, it was a great show, guys. I just, you know, we, we have so little time and so much to talk about. So I don't know if I would go as far as calling it a great show, but it was close. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> Top 100 at least. Well, let's just say I can do without one person, and it's not Brett. So you know, I mean. Uh, Brett can stay, but one other person has to go. I'm not going to name names. He's, 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 you guys are making up for last time because you guys just let me ramble for like three hours. We're still live, by the way. Oh, we have to say that because if we don't say that, we'll just jump back in here. Everybody's like swearing and cussing, and Joe's being all racist, and he's like yeah. throwing up the, just the bad racist words. No, I think uh, there's, a, there's a lot of units that people come across. And, and Did you want really me to press pause so you can talk, Joe? You need to right. give them full screen, Adam. Yeah, no, where's don't. that life advice at, Joe? Give them full screen. Go ahead, Joe. Say what you were going to say. Guys, make sure you hit the like button. How hard is it to go back if you have to? Uh, your Apple camera's messed up, bro. Is it? Hey, wiggle the wires in your potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like a potato, dude. Really? I think it's your Apple camera. And I, I can't hear you. Your microphone's in the way. Pull it closer. No, no, pull it back. Pull it back. A little Put bit the microphone under now, your now go back forward. Point closer, now back. Now, no, no, no. Shave no, the microphone towards your mouth. microphone on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Swap. Gone. Oh. Yeah. I'm that note.